the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. There's a lot going on surrounding the coronavirus, and, and while we should be cautious and use wisdom, we must fight against living in fear. In times of crisis, you know, stress can wreak havoc in our minds and bodies if we let it. Don't get me wrong, fear is a natural emotion, but through God's Word, we have power to overcome it. 1 Peter 5 and 7 teaches us to give all our worries and cares to Him because He cares for us. 2 Timothy 1 and 7 reminds us that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Sometimes there's nothing you can do to control your situation, but in times like this, we look to what God has put in us to overcome what's around us. And I want to encourage you to build your faith and find peace in God's Word. Go to gracechurchva.org to listen to my latest series titled, No Fear. Also, get a copy of me reading all of the healing scriptures in the Bible from Genesis to Revelation as a free download. I love you, I'm praying for you, and we will get through this together. We are excited to announce the Live Big television broadcast is back on BET on Sundays at 7 a.m. There are a few other changes, so visit DerekGreer.com to view the full broadcast schedule and much more. Welcome to Live Big with Dr. Derek Greer. We're glad you decided to join us today. Remember, you can get access to this message and a full library of teaching from Dr. Greer at gracechurchva.org. As we dive deep into the Word of God, we believe that it changes us and empowers us to think big, do big, and live big. This type of living will not only impact our lives, but will inevitably bless others. So our hope is that this broadcast inspires you to live big. Here's Dr. Greer. Let me tell you something. If you stay at Grace long enough, you're going to find something to complain about. Wherever you got people, you got problems. If you're a complainer, I want you to listen. All that's going to happen is everywhere you go, you're just going to find new complaints and you're going to think it's the people around you. You remember the analogy I gave you once of a guy who ate some brie cheese? Yeah, well, he ate some brie cheese and got some stuck on his mustache. And then his neighbors invited him over to their house and they took him on a tour of the house and and when he got along with his wife, he said, you know, honey, that house really stinks, man. Hey, my neighbor's got a smelly house. His wife looked at him, no, it's the piece of cheese under your nose. And sometimes the thing that makes life stink is attached to us. <laughs> you want sympathy or help? All right. I'll be nicer next Sunday. Come on, we need to speak the truth here. Because I'm, I'm, not, I'm not talking down here. I've been that guy. I've been that guy finding a complaint and a problem everywhere I go. But, but, but finally, I realized the problem was me and not people. 
And when I owned it, that's when I got better. He said, you shall fall in this wilderness, all of you who are numbered, according to your entire number, from 20 years old and above. Only two men survived this generation. But pay attention. It wasn't because of these men's talent. It was because of these men's attitude. Your attitude sometimes is more important than talent. In fact, I'd almost rather sometimes a person with a good attitude than some super talented, prissy person that, you know, is just, you know, they just did, you know, they just so wonderful. I'd rather good attitude. Just then. And I think God is the, 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 the same way. We don't impress him with our talents. But we do impress him when we humble ourselves and, 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 and when our attitude and our heart is right. Then it says, accept for scripture's teaching us that our attitude can make us the exception. How many want to be exceptional? Uh, yeah, I, I know. I know I do. But 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 here's what I know: a bad attitude is like a flat tire. If you don't change it, you're not going anywhere. I amen myself. That was good stuff. Joshua 14 and 6. We're going to see something that the casual reader would normally miss. Then the children of Judah came to Joshua in Gilgal, where we began earlier. And Caleb, the son of Zephaniah the Kenizzite. Now, how many of you love reading the Bible genealogy? I mean, you just can't wait to read the next Bible genealogy. Yeah. Well, if you read them, you'll find that they're there for a reason. When you trace the genealogy of Caleb, you discover that he wasn't a descendant of Jacob or Israel, but a descendant of Esau, meaning he was not an Israelite. That's the point. He wasn't an Israelite by blood. But God, God wasn't concerned about his bloodline, but his heart. Your genetics make it, it, it's not the genes you were born with, it's the decisions you make in life. This man had every genetic disadvantage. Esau was not only not part of the chosen nation, the Bible says about Esau and his descendants, it says, and Esau God hated. It's amazing that God would take someone from a group that he had the most displeasure with on the whole planet and raise him up and and make him an example. So the point to each of us, it is not our our, our genealogy, it's not our pedigree, it's it's not our wraith or our ethnicity. The issue is a matter of the heart. Can you believe is the question. You know, Joshua's still speaking, I'm sorry, Caleb, the word which the Lord said to Moses, the man of God, concerning you and me. Now, Caleb speaking to Joshua in Kadesh Barnea. Now, this is important. Caleb had kept what Moses said to him in his heart for over 45 years. How long have you been waiting for God's word to come to pass? This man waited for 45 years 
for God's word to come true. And, and he, he said, you know, I just got to live long enough and I will somehow see, I know, the salvation of my God in the land of the living. Some of us get upset trying to believe for 45 minutes. I was in one service, and, and man, it lasted 45 minutes, and, and every single situation in my life didn't change. God, I'm through with you. This man didn't wait 45 minutes, 45 days, but 45 years. And then he goes on and tells his story. And it's important, parents, when you tell your kids your story, don't just tell them the good part. That's why they're discouraged, because you tell them how wonderful you were and, and all the odds you overcame in your life and, and how they got it so easy. And, 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 and the kids are like, you know, yeah, Mom, I am a loser. And we don't realize how that type of talk impacts our children. When we talk about, oh, I went through all this, and I'm, yeah, that doesn't help them. You know what, son? I, I messed up, too. Son, I did some of the same stupid stuff you're doing. That's why I know what you're doing so well, because I did it first. You know, I, I just did it before you. But son, w- w- would you like to learn a little bit from me? Now, I can help you a little bit, because I went through it, had the consequences, and, and if you're willing to learn, I- I'll help you. And that has to be added to We have to tell kids our story, and not just the good part sometimes. But please make it age appropriate. I don't want you to go and tell your seven-year-old some of that stuff. <laughs> He says, I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Cadiz Barnea to spy out the land. So he's telling us his story here. And I brought back word from him as it was in my heart. We see it again. It was not Caleb's talent. It was his heart. Man, you want to be as talented as the next guy, but you missed the whole point. David was not the guy you'd look on on the outside. You know what? And here's the next king of Israel. In fact, the prophet got frustrated. He's, you know, all these brothers, like, that could be the king, that could be the king. David's daddy didn't even think highly enough to bring him to, to, to the session to be considered as king. But the Bible said David was a man after God's own heart. David was not perfect. David did some bad things. Not only did he sleep with Bathsheba, He murdered Bathsheba's husband, who was his most loyal soldier. Talk about bad things. He did some bad things. The Bible still says he was a man after God's own heart. Why? Because when he sinned, he owned it. When we read his record, he says this, against thee and you only, God, have I sinned. It's not my daddy's fault. It's not Bathsheba's fault. It's not the way I was born, the neighborhood I grew up in. It's not Saul's fault. It's nobody's fault but my fault. God, against you alone, God, have I, I'm sorry, God. I own it. I did it. You're hearing me. And that heart, God blessed. I don't always get it right. You will not always get it right. But own it. Admit it. And God will fix it. Nevertheless, my brethren who went up with me made the heart of the people melt, but I. Caleb said, I don't care what everybody else is doing. And at some point, you got to make up your mind for yourself. But I wholly 
follow the Lord my God. Now, this statement may sound a little bit overconfident, but all he did was repeat what God said about him in Numbers 13 and 24. Sometimes people look at me like I'm just a little bit cocky, but the reality is all I think about myself is what God has said about me. You might get mad at me, but you might as well get over it because I believe it. Psalms 139, 14, David speaking by the Holy Spirit. He said, I will praise you, O God, for I, that's interesting. I do praise God because of who he is, but I also praise God because of who he is in me. I also praise him for the work he's done in me. I don't praise God as just some abstraction in the sky. I praise God, and then I look at myself as the evidence of his goodness. Say, Bishop, I'm not sure, but I'm in the book. I will praise you, for I am fearfully. Somebody said that if, if we knew half of the wonder that was going on in the inside of us, I mean, we are speaking spirits in God's image and likeness. We are going to live eternally with the Heavenly Father. I mean, God put our spirits into, the Bible said when God formed man from the dust, the angels began to shout with joy. We are the most magnificent machine on this planet. Do you know how complicated it is for being to walk upright? We stand on two legs, not four. We have equilibrium and balance. We have eyesight. Do you know how large the camera? Matter of fact, they can't, we can't, you can't duplicate it. If you watch a film on TV, you'll notice that the, you have a, a, the star in the foreground, but everything in the, the background gets blurry. Why? Because the human eye still cannot be matched. I can look at Frank and still see all of you just as clear. I mean, it would take a machine as large as this room just to duplicate the eye. I'm not talking about taste. I'm not talking about feel. I'm not talking about smell. I'm not talking about moods. I'm not talking about color. I'm not talking about any of those things. We are the most magnificent thing this planet has ever seen. And what's amazing is some of us are upset with ourselves because we're three feet, inches shorter than the next person. If you knew how marvelous you were, what's the difference a few inches going to make? Do you understand? Because, you know, I, 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 you know, I, I don't have one, but a Bentley is, is quite nice. But so is a Porsche. But you see, many Porsches are saying, well, I'm not the Bentley. And then the Bentley saying, I'm not a Porsche. And God's like, this is a stupid conversation. Okay, God didn't say that. I said that. I need a little more sleep last night. But Scripture says, I will praise you. For I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I may not look like you, but I do a fabulous me. You may not look like the next person, but do a fabulous you. Do it. Do it. You say, well, I'm ugly. Well, be the best looking ugly there ever been. When you walk in the room, ugly and start looking good. Ugly looks good on me. That got to be an attitude. I'm going to make ugly look good. I'm bringing ugly back. (laughs) 
Bring an ugly back. Some of y'all need to bring fat back. Some of y'all need to... <laughs> I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. <laughs> he said, come on, we got to get out of here. Marvelous. He's speaking of himself. Marvelous are your works. God doesn't make junk, so stop acting like a piece of it. But watch this, this, last, this last sentence. It's really important. And that my soul knows very well. Now, you're free to have your opinion about me. And it's okay what you might think about me. But as far as my soul is concerned, I am witty, wonderful, and well done. You have to make a decision about you. After this message, everybody in this church can say, we're going to vote that guy out. But let me tell you something, I'm going to vote for me. <laughs> I'm going to vote for me. I'm in the book. Joshua 14, 10. Come on, let's, let's do this. And now behold, the Lord has kept me alive. So everyone his age in the nation is now dead, and only he and Joshua have survived and lived. But here's the point. Your attitude can determine how long you last. This man lasted because of his attitude. It's important. As he said these 40 years, ever since the Lord spoke this word to Moses while Israel wandered in the wilderness, and now here I am this day, 85 years old. Watch what he says. I love this old man. As yet I am as strong this day as on the day Moses sent me. This is the type of old man I want to be. You know, some of us are just 55 acting like we got one foot in the grave. This guy was 85, outshining many of us in attitude and zest. He says, just as my strength was then when I was 40, so now is my strength. Living for God will not only give you longevity, but Scripture says it can renew your youth. Living for God will keep you young. It'll keep you vibrant. It'll keep you healthy. I know the devil done lied to you. And he make you think, you know, go to that church, you're going to get old and, and you're going to get all decrepit. No, no, no. It'll keep you young. It'll keep you fresh. And then he continues. He says, now is my strength for war, both for the going out and for the coming in. So the purpose of his strength was not, and, and his, his longevity and, and, and his vitality was not just to sit on the couch. Th th this man, he, he, he was old, but, but, but there's still fight in that dog. And, and it's important that as we grow older, it's still a little fight for, uh, in us. We're still willing to do something new. We want to do it. Even if, you know, you're 85, you say, well, well, well maybe I can't do some of those things I, I, I used to. Maybe you don't have the exact Caleb experience, but, but you can do something new. How about read the Bible through one time this year? Just, just do it, something new. You know, I'm, I'm going to do it. I've never done it before, but I'm going to do that thing. Got New things keep you young. New things keep you you're, you're, you're strong. Yeah. You know, I hope I die still trying to do something new for God. 
You know, it, it, it may not look exactly like it does now, but, but I want to die doing something different for the Father. Verse 12. This is what he says about himself. And let, please, your self-talk is very important. Get your God talk right, then get your self-talk right. Well, he starts talking about self. Listen, I'm as strong as I used to be. 30-year-old man had nothing on me. This, this was his attitude. This is the way he, he approached things. And then after that self-talk, he believed what God said about himself. He said, now, therefore, because of what I believe about myself, the way I think about myself, give me this mountain. It's important to understand what he was saying. A, a mountain in the military, no one wants to fight up a mountain. If you saw the movie Glory and you got to the, the, the last scene there, why were so many men killed? Because they were trying to take a fortress that was on a mountain, and it killed the whole squadron of soldiers. The greatest loss is, is when you're trying to fight up a hill. So everyone wants to take the hill so they can fight, what, down the hill. So, so we see here that what Caleb was saying at 85, give me the most difficult battle. Give me the hottest and the hardest fight. How many have that mentality? Lord, get me in a church that's doing something. Get me in a church that's shifting and moving, God. Get me in a place where it might even be a little bit difficult because, God, I want to be right in the middle of what you're doing in my generation. Amen. The next verse tells us where his confidence comes from, and we're going to begin to wrap up. He said, give me this mountain which the Lord spoke in that day. This was his thinking. If God said it, I must be able to do it. And I know sometimes in my life, with my schedule and the challenges and something, I hear myself think, I can't do this. But then I immediately begin to speak back to myself, listen, God wouldn't have put me in this position unless I had the capacity and the ability. I'm going to find a way to have one more meeting. I'm going to find a way to have one more session. Uh, if it means i got to get up just a little bit earlier, God wouldn't call me to it unless I can do it. And that attitude pushes me forward, and that attitude will push you forward and bring you to the place you need to be in your life. For you heard in that day how the Anakim were there. Now, this is, there's a back narrative here, and basically what he's saying is that when the, the 12 spies went in, they saw giants in the land, and these Anakim were the people he called giants. These were well-trained these were very tall, very large, warlike people that, you know, it's just, you just, just didn't mess with them. But Caleb wanted to jump into the most dangerous part of the fight. What's your attitude? You know, Lord, just give me a little tiny, you know, lawns are safe, lawns no problem. No, no, no. Lord, put me right in the middle because you gave me the stuff to get done whatever you need done in that situation. A lot of people, you know what, they, 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 they love the Lord, so they were drawn from the world. Guys, if, if salt loses saltiness, it's good for nothing. If we are the preserving power in the earth, the reason why ham doesn't just rot, why a lot of ham is salted, you salt it so, and, and then you smoke it so it lasts longer. And you could take a piece of ham sometimes, you know, after you smoke it, it could be six months later. And what God is saying, we are the salt of the earth. We have to be mixed up in this world. So you say, oh, I need more Christians in my job. Well, then make more Christians at your job. 
but don't quit your job. Imagine if everyone came work at the church. We'd be a mess. There'd be no righteousness in your workplace. There'd be no conscience in the nation. We have to go into this world. We have to be involved with other people, with other mindsets in the rest. We absolutely have to. Let's keep going because we're, we're through now. You are listening to the Live Big Broadcast with Dr. Derek Greer. We pray that you are inspired to think big, do big, and live big. Our goal is to compel you to live in a way that overflows and blesses those around you. Find out more about this broadcast, Grace Church, and Dr. Greer at gracechurchva.org. Dr. Greer and his wife, Pastor Yermutu, invite you to meet them at Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia for vibrant worship, Bible teaching, and fellowship each Sunday and Wednesday. Click gracechurchva.org for service times, directions, and much more. Again, that's gracechurchva.org. This has been Live Big with Dr. Derek Greer. Watch the Live Big broadcast Monday through Friday and every Sunday. Check your local TV listings or visit gracechurchva.org for the broadcast schedule. That's all the time we have, but until next time, remember, you have what it takes in Christ to live big. Hello, radio family. This is Dr. Derek Greer. Due to the COVID crisis, our already crazy schedules have shot through the roof. But in particular, please pray for pastors and church staffs as we navigate through this incredibly difficult season. You know, our government has pledged to graciously support many businesses in this crisis, but churches are are largely on our own. And if we don't support God's voice in our communities, no one else will. So don't forget your local church. Lastly, I want to remind you that God has not given us a spirit of fear. He will never leave you nor forsake you. He loves you, and my Bible says he will keep you as the apple of his eye. There's nothing ahead of you that's bigger than the God that lives on the inside of you. In times like these, it's really vital that we keep our hearts full of God's Word. So if you want to hear faith-filled messages or get a copy of me reading through all the healing scriptures from Genesis to Revelation, go to gracechurchva.org for free downloads. I love you, and our only goal is to help keep you strong. God bless you. We are excited to announce the Live Big television broadcast is back on BET on Sundays at 7 a.m. There are a few other changes, so visit DerekGreer.com to view the full broadcast schedule and much more. 